You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show whose real dad is Mr. Boogity. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Do you want to get our spooky movies out of the way first? Yeah, get your spooky movies out. Do those spooky movies. We watched a couple of them, I think, since last time. Okay. You have to write them down. No. I mean, we watched half of Suspiria, and then I got too tired. Oh, okay. (laughs) Which one, the original or the uh, remake? The original. Okay, good. That's the better one. And we also tried to watch uh, one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboots, but the listing on Amazon Prime plays a documentary about the real Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, every fun. time you try to start it. So oh, that was out. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. It's yeah. Bizarre. Like this can't be right. I, I kept trying to play every time it's like why every time it's like, why is this playing? This is not what I wanted to watch. <laughs> there had to have been one we actually finished. Oh, and now I'm struggling to remember what it was. I am the pretty thing that lives oh. in the house was one of them that we watched. So you watched my documentary. (laughs) This one was on Netflix. Okay. It was the most gothic horror haunted house movie I've ever seen. I would recommend it if you were pretty sensitive to scary movies and gore, because it's not very bad. Yeah, it's a a gentler, spooky movie. Yeah. Um, So if you're not, like, it really freaks you out. Mm, okay. I would give this one a go. It's more about setting a tone and walking in that tone. Mm. It's it's about a woman that goes to like a hospice nurse that stays with this old horror writer in her house until she passes away. Mm-hmm. And it's this lady just walking through rooms in the house saying very writerly thing, making very poetic. writerly poetic observations. Mm. Uh, and then she dies. <laughs> Like it, it's like an old gothic novel. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Like, yeah, that sounds pretty great. If you've ever read the story, was it the Yellow Wallpaper? It's like one of the first ever like feminist horror it's, stories. It sounds, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of that. When I first watched it, I wasn't, I wasn't into it afterwards. I'm like, that was it. But the more it sat with me, and the more I thought yeah, it's about a thinker. Yeah, the more I thought about what it was going for, the more I liked it. Oh, cool. Okay. So, you know, don't go into this one expecting to get spooked or whatever. It's more about setting the, setting the mood. Yeah, and that's good. I, I kind of like those a little better than Jump Scare, the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's like I thought, like, like Crimson Peak was going to be a good movie, and it's really not. <laughs> but mm. it's got friend of the show, Doug Jones. Yeah, yeah. But, you, but you wouldn't know that because he's all covered in CG and makeup. But he's always covered in CG and makeup. <laughs> yeah, friend of the show, Doug Jones, is yeah, always. You, you never, that's his job. I, yeah. I know, but you never really get like a look of his face or anything. It's mostly just hand, like his creepy hands reaching out. Again, well, that's, that's <laughs> friend of the show, Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't get Doug Jones for his handsome he, face. Yeah, <laughs> you get him for his 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 character motion work. His big creepy fingers. And, <laughs> and honestly, I didn't know that was him for a long time. Actually, until very recently, he's done a lot of stuff that I did not realize it was him until way later on. Do you guys remember the Benchwarmers? 
that oh my god that comedy movie the yeah. one where the adults play against children in little league baseball it was john herder's first movie outside of napoleon it was Dynamite. yeah did you know that john lovitz's talking robot butler had a person inside it and that person was doug the jones, jones. <laughs> no i'm sorry friend of the show doug the jones, jones. <laughs> Man, I can't wait till like we get a chance to meet him again. Yeah, I kind of want to talk to Doug Jones again so that we can actually he stake a, a claim to friend of the show Doug Jones. He is he is an honest delight. He is yeah. a he, yeah. Like of the celebrities we have met and talked to over the years. Yes. He is definitely he's, one of my favorites. He's up there. He's one of the best. Just for sure. treasure. Just mm-hmm. standing there watching him interact with everybody. I know, it's fantastic. At, he's so happy. happy. Yeah. He, he was an absolute delight and a, just a the nicest man you could he ever really, meet. He really really was. Yeah. And so tall. <laughs> he was very tall. Tossed with my hair. And my nice. beard. And your beard. Yeah. He's like, he just grabs my face and he's like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, hey, I could do my check it out real quick. I didn't do a whole lot this week. I started playing Shovel Knight. I, oh, no. I made the jump. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I know. I'm, you know what? I'm fine. Okay. I got through the first campaign with Shovel Knight completely all the way through, 100%ed it. Everything was fine. It was actually a lot easier to play this time around. I think it did better on the Switch than on like the 3DS. Oh, yeah. The Joy-Cons are infinitely more ergonomic than yes. the little 3DS brick. Yeah. So I got through that, and I loved it. It's great. I, I really, really enjoy that game. Jumped into the, two, uh, the second game, Plague Knight, and I like the story. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love the story. I do not like how that character moves. I don't it's like different. It's really different. He's so slighty and like every hit he like bounces halfway across the screen and like it is it is just the pits, man. <laughs> I'm excited for King Knight. I am too. That's kind of why I ended up picking it he's up. He's my favorite of the order of no quarter. He's yeah. Just, just the guy who decides, well, I'm the king. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess I should explain what Shovel Knight is. Shovel Knight was a, a kickstarted game. One of the first really, really super successful Kickstarter uh, video games by Yacht Club. It is a throwback to uh, 8 and 16-bit like platformers. It's very Mega Man-esque. It is very yeah. Mega Man-esque, yes. Um, you are a knight whose primary weapon is a shovel instead of a sword, and you're going across the country to stop the evil Enchantress, and along the way you have to fight her horde of, like, basically Mega Man bosses that are all other-themed knights, like Plague Knight and Polar Knight. Specter Knight. Propeller Knight. Treasure Knight. King Knight. No, no. There's a water one. There is a treasure knight. The one in the submarine. Was it Mole Knight? Yeah, oh yeah, there's Mole Knight. Yeah, yeah. In, his, in his volcano. Yeah, I uh, I really love the the setup. Uh, the game is really super funny. I love the yeah. music. The music you, is oh, fantastic. It is. That's Jake Kaufman. He does good music. Yeah, Vert does great, great, great music. Like sometimes I just sit there and listen to it on Spotify, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. His soundtrack to uh, Shantae Half Genie Hero is amazing. Really? Yeah. I see. I, I Well, I don't doubt it. It's, it's, it's some serious bangers. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have the soundtrack CD in my car. <laughs> nice. Nice. But uh, but yeah, it was, it's a lot of fun. I, I kind of hope that they continue doing games based on the other nights. I kind of would be interested in seeing what a, a Tinker Knight uh, oh, yeah, gameplay cool. would be because he's so tiny. And crafting things. And craft, yeah, that would be like, that would be the main mechanic for that one. And like... Yeah, I just I, love I don't know all with, of it. with Shovel Knight Dig coming out, I don't know if they're really going to keep the trend of the knights. 
Uh, you know, you never know. It just kind of depends if they see an uptick in sales after King Knight and the Shovel Knight Showdown, which is their Smash Brothers. And they also which just, is another game that I'm, and that's and the best part is you pay one price and you get like like four. By the end of it, it's going to be like four or five games yeah. for like the cost of half of one game. It's yeah. called uh, Treasure, Trove Treasure Trove for a reason. <laughs> yes, it is like a uh, just a boundless like. Uh, oh, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, just it's like, boundless it's, riches. It's, it's what a season pass should be. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, the only issue is halfway through playing Plague Knight, uh, my Nintendo Switch succumbed to the left Joy-Con drift issue. The dreaded drift. The dreaded drift that uh, has been a thing. So for folks who don't know, uh, people who bought the Switch right out of the gate, apparently there is a problem with the left Joy-Con. The stick stops working. The joystick stop Like, it'll drift to, like, one side or the other. Mine, in particular, is up. Like, it is stuck. It is nearly always stuck in the up position. And it is to the point where... It's getting to the point where I can't... Like, if I jiggle it, it'll kind of recenter for a second. But it is getting rapidly to the point where it that does not work anymore. So... Got to figure something out, especially yeah. with Pokemon coming out in less than a month. Oh, it's it coming. is less than a month. Yeah, it's coming. It's Luigi's coming. Mansion comes out on the 31st. That's right. Yes. That is going to be an absolute treat. It is. Everyone's going to be into that Gooigi. Yeah. I remembered the other movie we watched. Oh, let's hear it. Apollo 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's, that's just... the, ha- the Haunted Moon one. Yeah, it's a found footage moon Yeah, space I remember movie. when this was in the I've theaters. I've seen this movie. I've seen this and movie. It, it reviewed poorly. Yes, I remember that. I kind of liked it. I thought it, it definitely was fun. <laughs> high concept. Like yeah, I remember yeah. when the trailers and stuff come out. I'm like, oh, this is like paranormal activity on the moon, and it's not that at all. Like it's. It has some similarities. It though. does. Yeah. Well, found footage. Said that during yeah. <laughs> there was a point. There's a part where the one astronaut is just standing over the other one while he's sleeping, and I'm like, this is paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's like the the twist in it is like it wasn't something I was expecting. Yeah. Well, the the conceit of it is there's a secret uh, Apollo 18 mission to the moon that we don't know about to put some devices up there supposedly to spy on the Russians, but things don't go as planned on the moon. The twist is the moon's a ghost. <laughs> no, it's an egg like that Doctor Who. Episode. Oh, it's like a giant egg. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Doctor Who episode. <laughs> I but, know about that one. It's it's like that meme where like the uh, the astronauts come back and like the guy's like, well, that was fast. He goes, he's like, moon was haunted. Moon's haunted. Yeah. What do you mean? Cox gun. Moon's haunted. <laughs> moon's haunted. And gets yeah. back in the spaceship. It's basically <laughs> a bunch of moon rocks that turn into spider monsters. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> I think I think the reason why people don't like it is because you have to fit in a very specific group of people who think retro space stuff is cool. And people who are also willing to suspend their disbelief <laughs> for grossly inaccurate science. <laughs> yeah, I suppose the Venn diagram on that is does not have much overlap. Yeah. I mean, I fall in there yeah. somehow. It might be just it might be just you and like a handful of other people. Yeah, yeah. I might have to check this one out because uh, I remember I like, it reviewed I like it. poorly, and I kind of steered clear because like, ah, man, I don't want to spend my money on on that. But if, is it on a streaming? It's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay, then yeah, I might have to check it, that it, one out. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I think I rented it back like back in the day on like Netflix disc or something. Wow, that is a while. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I like NASA astronaut space stuff, but I'm not a stickler for accuracy in a film. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
yeah, no. If you're watching a movie, unless it's a documentary, <laughs> I don't, I don't need accuracy. I'm fine no, with. Now I kind of like. Now it makes me want to go watch Paul Eleven. Which one is that? The one Tom. The one Tom Hanks. I mean, in it. The one. <laughs> the space movie, you know, with Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's Apollo yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. Is it it's Apollo Thirteen? Yeah. I thought it was Apollo Eleven. No. No. Paul Eleven was the was Neil Armstrong one. Yeah. Uh, Josh, have you checked anything out this week? I've done a few things. Okay. Uh, don't shame me or anything, but I've been playing a lot of Overwatch today. Shame. Shame. And oh, we'll get into that yeah. later. Hashtag boycott lizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's trust me. I tried to go play Team Fortress Two the other day. Oh no! Oh, I, that, I imagine that doesn't <laughs> hold up so well. Nope it runs like it runs like crap on my modern computer, and it's just it was not fun. Oh. No, I used to be really good at that game too. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that game quite a bit back in the day. But yeah, uh, the Halloween event started. Oh, yes. And so that's what I was doing. Okay, did you get any of the good Halloween skins? Because that's the point of the game at yeah, this point, is yeah. dress your mans up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled Witch Mercy out of a box. Okay. I've, I've always wanted Witch Mercy. That one's pretty good. I got the new Arissa one that the- makes it look like a big stone demon thing. Oh, nice. I got McCree's cool coffin victory video play of the game thing, mm. where you, sl- you like drag a body and throw him in a coffin. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. I mean, it was fun. I played. Uh, I played the Junkenstein's Revenge on hard, on endless mode. Mm. I've always really enjoyed Junkenstein's Revenge, and wish it was a permanent feature or something like it was a yeah. permanent feature. It's a lot like it's it's a horde mode. Yeah, I like player versus enemy better than player versus player. Do you do you ever think that when the popularity of Overwatch wanes enough, they're going to implement some kind of story mode? I think they'll do a. Separate game. Well, separate game. They, they've okay. been kind of doing that because every so often they have like flashback scenes or a, an event where you have where they did a, they do it's like another horror mode kind of thing and you play through like a there was one where you played like a like Tracer's first mission when she joined Overwatch and oh, stuff. Oh right, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I and remember they have cutscenes yeah. for those and stuff. Oh right, yeah, right. Yeah, that, there's like story yeah. involved, and there was one recently where they are going after some high end high tier uh, talent agent. Mm. who's not one of the other playable talent characters. Gotcha. Like, okay. Like Reaper and Doomfist and all that. And um, then sometimes you're all May and you're all throwing snowballs at each other. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good Christmas one. I liked that one. And sometimes she puts a rock in them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was doing that and playing the skins. The Sea of Thieves Halloween event started today. Nice. And uh, I was doing some of that. Okay. It's called the Fort of the Damned, mm-hmm. and they added a bunch of stuff, and a lot of it I haven't gotten a chance to really do. Please please say Fort of the Darned. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. This is a family show. Uh, apparently, they added a firebomb that you can shoot or throw onto other people's ships and catch their ships on fire. Oh, oh geez. Wow. Okay. Wow. That sounds like it would be OP almost. I know, and I was reading through like some of the patch notes and stuff. Apparently, when it's raining, it'll put the fire out. <laughs> oh, nice! I was like, I didn't find any today, and I was like, man, I really wanted to hurt somebody. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not hard to get a bucket of water to throw on the fire. No, no, <laughs> it just really depends on what's going on. Mm. Um, or a bucket of puke, you could probably do that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Still can't believe that that is a mechanic in this game. Yes. Yeah, you can throw up in a bucket and then throw oh, it man. on people. I, I was in the, I was in the middle of a fight and I needed to eat food and I pulled up my food thing and I went and thinking and I ate a piece of raw meat and it didn't heal me and I just started throwing up and I'm like I hate I hate this. <laughs> just like in real life, pretty it's, much, pretty much. You know when you're on a pirate ship and you just eat a whole bunch of raw meat and let her rip. <laughs> 
Um, but apparently the mechanic of the the Fort of the Darned. <laughs> Thank you. Just to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, yeah, a family show. It's a family show. <laughs> it is, is a family show, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skeleton fort, raid style, like before, except you yeah, can't... That, you that can, Seth MacFarlane show, family show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Uh, but you can't... You can't fight any of the skeletons in it until you get these special colored flames from when you die certain ways and bring it back from the fairy of the darned. Um, <laughs> let's lead ahead of it. Okay, yeah, let's lead heavy into it this week. Yeah, all right. But yeah, there's like six different colors you have to collect to light all these torches around the 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 special fort mm-hmm. to be able to raid it and get the special loot and stuff and special clothing options and all. they added and then you buy your new pirate clothes and they added they added some new stuff to the cash shop a skeletal pet skeletal monkey pet skeletal nice. bird pet nice and a whole ship set based off of full gore from killer instinct oh no, no way yeah like the sales even say ki on them. oh that's so good <laughs> that and, is so good and everything has like full gores like wrist blades and that stuff on almost it. makes me want to download and play this game i'll send you pictures it's pretty yeah neat. send me some pictures of the full gore ship because that's pretty great other than that I was playing Kill, uh, Killer Queen Black. Yes, I saw that came out. Yeah, how is that? Man, it's it's rough sometimes. Uh, kill, the original Qu- Killer Queen was like yeah, I it's played a, really it's a hardcore competitive experience. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. So what what is this game? Uh, Killer Queen Black is an updated version of the arcade game Killer Queen, and basically it's two teams of four, and you have three different win conditions to win. There's the economy win, where you collect. You're basically all bees. It's like a post-apocalyptic world taken over by humanoid bees. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of plays like Joust, if you're yes. the queen. Yeah. yeah. Or a warrior. And you collect these little berries or whatever you want to call them. Basically, they look, great. They look like grapes. They look like big-ass grapes. There oh, I go. Excuse me, big butt grapes. <laughs> and if you fill up your thing in your base, you, you win the economy win. There's the military win where if you kill their queen three times, mm. and then there is the snail win, because every map has the snail in the middle of the screen, mm-hmm. and it's really slow. And if you can get the snail to the other side, I mean, you win. Oh, okay. Man, and it's cross-play. Oh, it is? Yes. Ah. Oh, nice. Like, I was playing on Steam, and I, and I kept running into a bunch of Switch people. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Uh, the game, you really need a really good d-pad or joystick to really get it yeah like matt's been playing it with a fight a fight stick and then he broke his b button oh. of course he did <laughs> the b button. he has b button uh, in the ap- b game. yes very apropos yeah, yeah that, that's the one he smashed though it was his <laughs> attack button we should go out to the there's places there's arcades in columbus that do tournaments really yeah yeah hmm. yeah. yeah we should hit one of those up i'll bet it's fun i knew of like one restaurant slash bar that had it I don't remember what the name of it is, but I remember playing it and mm. they're like upstairs. It was fun. God, it was so much fun. But yeah, uh, a lot of things you can do if you're like one of the workers, because basically one player is the queen and then the other three are workers. Yes. A queen can fly and dash and kill everything. Then if you're a worker, you're either collecting stuff, riding the snail, getting eaten by the snail. That's a strat because if, if the team is winning with the snail thing, you can keep feeding yourself to the snail because the snail will stop moving to eat. <laughs> oh, interesting. That is an interesting strategy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I also found out if, if you're carrying one of the berries and the queen dashes at you, you can throw your berry at her, and if you hit her, you knock her out of her dash animation. 
Really? This, mm-hmm. this game's very intricately balanced. It's very interesting. Yeah. I don't remember if all the other power-ups that are in black are in the original arcade. I don't think they are. But uh, but I remember the people saying that the original is like notoriously difficult. Oh, it is. It like, is. It is super, super good, but super difficult. Yeah. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, especially seeing, you know, you know, four people, like eight people crowded around a giant arcade cabinet. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty great. We watched people playing it at G-Dex last year. Yeah. And we didn't get to go to G-Dex this year. I've had serious G-Dex FOMO about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Killer Queen Black is really good. I recommend picking it up either on the Switch or on Steam. Yeah. With that much going on, I don't know. I wonder how the uh, frame rate is on Switch. Well, the game itself is very much in a it still kind of looks like it's arcade version oh okay yeah it's right. 2d pixel art yeah. okay well then that's that's not bad then i mm-hmm. was kind of thinking it was like pre-rendered 3d no no on a, on a 2d plane no. so yeah okay well in that case yeah then yeah switch would almost be a perfect place to get it oh it, and it's and i'll tell you that there were some switch teams that were just taking us to the cleaners oh i bet but it was fun it was a lot of fun and like i said it's cross play and i love the fact that it's cross play because you've always got somebody to play basically yeah. But it's fun. It's also very frustrating, especially if you get somebody who's not very good at playing the queen and sure. they basically just keep feeding the team. But you know, you're gonna get that sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It's yeah. like sports. Exactly. Yeah. It's team sports, but mm-hmm. with bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's everything I've checked out. That's everything. Okay. I've already because I've already milked Untitled Goose Game till you know till the cows come home. <laughs> I still think I might pick up that goose game at some point. <laughs> it it just looks like dumb fun. Just remember, peace was never an option. <laughs> <laughs> I've still been plugging away at that new ukulele in the Impossible Lair. It's it holds it, up really good. Like it's still oh, good. really good. Good. If you like platform games, this is the one to get. Good. I still haven't seen the Joker. <laughs> Me, the, the Joker movie. Me either. I don't want to. Or Adam's Family, for that matter. <laughs> I've heard mixed reviews about the Adams family. Really? Uh yeah. 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 I've heard that it's that it's just all right, but it should have been live action with Oscar Isaac actually playing the live action Gomez instead of it being animated. That's I, what I've heard. I really Also the Snoop Dogg thing is kind of out of left field. Mm. <laughs> I really wanted to see it and then I saw that the Rotten Tomatoes score was forty and I'm like, I can wait. Yeah, I can wait. <laughs> it's one that I can wait till till DVD. Yeah. Now this Friday. I guess this weekend or whatever. By the time this airs. By the airs, time this airs, that Lighthouse movie is going to be out. Yeah, that might and be I worth really checking out. And I really want to go watch mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But uh, maybe, yeah, you, you maybe know. Maybe we go see that this weekend. Oh, there you go. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will eventually see the Joker, the see the Joking Man movie. Crime Clown. The, the Clown of Crime. Yeah. I, uh, I just, the more I see about it, the more it seems as though the directors are retroactively trying to say that the movie is about a bigger bigger story about mental illness and stuff like that and trying to assign a meaning to a movie where it's but the in actuality it misses the mark like spectacularly i just from the things that todd phillips has said in the media i don't he doesn't seem like a smart enough man to have tackled that that uh, theme kind of any, heavy of a topic any sort of nuance or intelligence <laughs> yeah yeah well it's, not it's not just that it's like everything like martin scorsese saying stuff him saying stuff walking phoenix going on like well now to be fair walking phoenix has always been in interviews he's always been kind of a basket case kind of sensitive real sensitive about stuff 
uh, everything you, I've heard says that he's sh- he should get, get an Oscar nomination for this movie, but this movie shouldn't actually grew win up in anything. A cult. Yeah, I mean he he's kind of he's kind of you know earned his his yeah. eccentricities like a but, bad cult. Yeah, like if you've read up on that, they're bad. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> no, good. No, I know what kind of cult they yeah. he was, he was, was raised it, in. The Children of God. God yeah, cult, yeah, yeah. Like he went on Jimmy and like he like looked at Jimmy and goes, "I feel like you just brought me on the show to make fun of me," and just looked at him real seriously. Yeah, I mean it's Walking Phoenix. From what I understand, has done. It, does an excellent job of the movie, but the movie itself misses the point so hard that it's almost sad, almost laughable. If I mean, it wasn't so, I mean, the dude directed the hangover, like he's you're not going to get <laughs> yeah. a good movie. out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, can't accurately review something until you actually see it. That's true. And I will end up having to see it because we got to talk about it I'm, on the show. I'm I, making wild assumptions. <laughs> I almost I almost uh, went and saw it today, but then decided I would rather take a nap. Also, it's a two and a half hour long movie. It really is That's long. That's too long. It's too long of a movie about about a, an angry clown man. Who starts an angry clown cult. Yeah. I'm, I'm so old that I go through Netflix and go, too long, too long. <laughs> two hours, too much. Yeah. You know, give me an hour 20, hour and a half at tops. Oh, yeah. No, most, I mean, a lot of movies these days could use one more pass of editing <laughs> just to kind of tighten it up a little bit. But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we'll get into some news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all have patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash Nerd Overload now. And shivers down your spine Shrieking skulls will shock your soul Seal your doom tonight Spooky, scary skeletons Speak with such a screech You'll shake and shudder in surprise When you hear these zombies shriek We're so sorry, skeletons You're so misunderstood You only want to socialize But I don't think we should A spooky, scary skeleton Shouts startling, shrilly screams They'll sneak them, there's a couple girls And just won't leave you be Hey, we're back. That was Spooky Scary Skeletons by The Living Tombstone. Yes. That's what it was? Okay. And we played that because it's Halloween month. Yeah, it was, it's tradition now. We got to play the spooky... Uh, spooky music for the spooky times. Yeah, the Halloween carol. That's right. <laughs> yes. It's month of ween. Yes. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into some news. Uh, we have some Pokemon stuff first, so... Uh, we always have Pokemon We always stuff. have Pokemon. Well, the game's coming out in less than a month, so... Which so is... Close. It's scary to think about, speaking of spooky things. <laughs> yeah. Where'd all my time go? Yeah, right? 
So uh, the Pokemon company uh, released a new trailer for Sword and Shield. This one had a bunch of the Gigamax, which is their gimmick this for this generation, though, where the Pokemon gets real, real big for a couple of turns. Apparently, there is a, a special kind, like certain Pokemon, if you make them real big, they also change the way they look and the way they kind of act. They get yeah, they get some kind of special special skill, power. It's, ba- it's basically mega evolving, but also they get huge. Uh, so this trailer was kind of a highlight of the ones that kind of change shape, mm-hmm. which included Pikachu going back to form. He gets, yes, he gets real chubby, real chunky boy. Yeah, he looks like the original original Pikachu before they slimmed him down for the cartoon and everything. If if he had a very very long tail, also. yes, his tail is like pure electricity too. It's like a big glowing like lightning bolt, which is pretty cool. Uh, so we have that. We actually also have an Eevee that ha- gets a real big plumage. Yeah, and those real, real fluffy uh, mm-hmm. collar neck, collar thing. Yeah, mane? fluff. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. Those two you can uh, exclusive if your Switch has save data from Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Nice. So that's cool. I think I think mine still has save data from both because remember I popped your cartridge yeah, of Eevee so in once to get Spirit the and Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's still going. I think that'll work. We'll have to we'll have to see. The Eevee special ability is to make Pokemon of the opposite gender infatuated with it. Yeah, it's called like which is like a little heteronormative, but whatever. <laughs> uh, well, it's you know it's it's Pokemon. Yeah. I mean you know Eevee's always been that that beautiful that beautiful pocket monster. Yeah. It should just make everybody infatuated with it. it I think should. that's better. That probably. I, think that's a, I don't think there's a reason to 50-50 split it. Yeah, I, I know. I don't think it would be OP if it was. <laughs> I don't think it would be either, but I guess it is a reason to use the the gender yeah. things other than for cosmetic looks of the Pokemon. Uh, they also showed off a Charizard. And he like gets engulfed in flames looks, and stuff. He looks, looks like Endeavor from, uh, <laughs> from My, My Hero, Hero. Academia. Yeah. <laughs> does he get a fire mustache and fire Almost eyebrows? Kind of. I yeah. mean, he kind of does. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> nice. But that's yeah. the first thing I thought of was Endeavor when I saw it. Oh, great. I'm going to have an emo dad hating Charmander running around. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last one that they showed in this trailer, there was only four, right? Because there was a Butterfree. Oh, there was a Butterfree that gets like actual cool looking gets, wings. Yeah, like some seriously big wings. Yeah. Like yep. Mothra style. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it just looks like a giant Mothra. And they showed off Meowth. Oh, yes. Long, long Meowth. <laughs> yes. It gets real long in the uh, tummy area. Yeah. It, like. I, Big I, old tube cat. I, yep. I feel like that is a reference to the the old cat meme yeah, of the long, long cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it, def- it definitely is a reference for sure. But uh, and those are just some of the ones that they showed off. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more. I want I want a Venomoth man. Oh, my oh God. that would be pretty I want great. Venomoth to turn into a moth man. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty neat. Uh. <laughs> Also, they uh, they didn't highlight it, but they uh, one of the opponents that the big Pokemon were like y- using their attacks against as a demonstration was the one that looks like Gene Simmons, the new one. The, oh yeah, the the big badger, kiss, the big kiss badger. Yeah, and like his standing pose, he's like he has the tongue out and he's like like this with his arms crossed, and he just looks like Gene Simmons. Like they're not <laughs> even trying to hide it at this point. He's just Gene Simmons, the Pokemon. Great, now I'm going to name one Just Gene Simmons. Just yes, <laughs> Just Gene. Gene. Uh, but no, I am really excited for Pokemon Sword and Shield. It comes out the November 15th. Yes. like uh, It's like the week before Black Friday, which is 
genius. I mean, it's going to it's going to be so sold out for Christmas. Yeah, switches are going to be flying off the shelves. Yeah, it's going to be madness. Yeah, I'm it's glad gonna be, I pre-ordered. It's going to be mine. Pokemon Mania yeah. all over again. Yeah. But uh, not like Pokemon Go, where there was briefly world peace for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it did solve world, you know, world crises for two weeks. But <laughs> unless, oh. unless you were Team Valor. Man, well. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Pokemon Go, there's actually a little bit of news coming out with that as well. Um, as of right now, there is a uh, Halloween event for the next couple, two, three weeks, which is pretty cool. A lot of ghost types are going to be popping up. I think it's ghost and dark. And dark type, yeah. But uh, they're highlighting a couple of the newer ones for the new gen. Yeah. Like the the candle is going to be, the candle Pokemon the is going to be, yeah. His name is the candle. The candle Pokemon. <laughs> and also they're uh, they're introducing into the game. It hasn't been in the game yet. The, I think it's called Yamask. Yamask, that, that weird, yeah. That weird like Egyptian thing. Oh, yeah. Or it turns into a sarcophagus with ghost arms. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it's looking. a cool one. Yeah. Plus some new uh, Halloween style outfits for your character. Mm-hmm. And for the Pokemon, you can catch a Pikachu with the Halloween costume. Yep. The yeah. Pikachu looks like a Mimikyu. Yep. It's pretty cute. Which is just going full circle. Yes, it is. Because Mimikyu is that some sort of ghost monster disguised, poorly disguised as, as a, a Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah. To, be, to be loved more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's jealous of Pikachu's popularity. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. I'm looking forward to this event. They also announced, and I guess there's going to be a special event. I think you, they're going to give everyone another chance to get that um, that ghost rock thing, that weird one where the like the description says that it has 108 souls trapped inside it or something like that. Oh, Spiritum. Spiritum. Yeah, I think they're going to mm. make that one available again. There is another event that's going to be coming out the first weekend of November. It's actually causing a little bit of controversy online, although I think the controversy is more just people complaining in like comment sections and the Twitter of the Pokemon Go. Isn't that just controversy anymore? In I, this it modern is. age. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it is. But they announced that there is going to be a special event that is actually going to cost real world dollars to enter. And at the end of this event, you end up getting an exclusive Pokemon, one that hasn't been in the game yet. If you read it at face value, I could see where people would get upset about, hey, they're going to start putting a paywall. We're going to have to they're going to charge us to catch our our digital monster friends. And that kind of sucks. And they kind of already do because they sell Pokeballs. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, ever since they put Adventure Sync in the game, I've never had had to buy one. Same here. But if you actually read the description of the event, what it does is it costs $8, but it basically is like a worldwide version of the Pokemon Go Fest. Go Fest is a um, typically a weekend event that they set up in different cities around the world. Chicago has done it for like three or four years running. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's always one in Singapore. There's always uh, one in uh, uh, Taipei. In and there's one, one. In, uh, there's one in Germany as well. Oh. Um, yeah, in Australia. There's <laughs> one in Australia. But uh, I think what they're doing is they're testing like a worldwide kind of thing so that... my theory is everyone can get a shot at it everyone can get a shot at my theory is it's for people who when the when the chicago go fest comes around next summer they're gonna be like okay you can pay 25 dollars to actually get a ticket to go and be at the event there or you can get a light version that you can play at home if you spend ten dollars which i think is just as good yeah. I, think it, I, I think that's a, a good step. I don't think it's a big ask. It's, it's not. Especially as generous as they've been with Pokeballs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with again, with the Adventure Sync and the friend code thing, buying like Pokeballs and different things like that has become non-existent. So they got to make their money somewhere. It is 
still a company at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. they, Niantic still has to pay for people to run the servers, do bug coding, add new features. Yes. And also, they're not strictly uh, putting a paywall behind this one particular Pokemon. What's, what's happening is you're getting an early access to it. It's going to be made available worldwide for regular players like two or three weeks after this event happens. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're going to be trapped and never get it. And it's not like this guy is going to be the end-all Pokemon. It's it's not. The uber Pokemon that destroys all the other ones. It's really (laughs) not. You can't can't put it in gyms or anything because it's a specialty kind of thing. Also, you're not just getting that. You're going to be getting a special event where you're getting a bunch of like XP. You're going to be getting a bunch of items. You're going to be getting a special like pose that you can make your avatar. Cosmetic stuff, sure. But... It's enough that will justify the cost. The cost, I feel. I have to up my inventory. <laughs> I wish they had poses that didn't look bad. Yeah, I don't like any of the poses. They're not they great. Released. They're not great. But this one actually looks kind of cool. It looks kind of like a triumphant kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of neat. So I don't. I guess I can understand some people being upset, but also, you know, relax. People are just being <laughs> cheap, and people also love to be weird about Pokemon. People <laughs> the, people love complaining about Pokemon Go. I think more people complain about Pokemon Go than people that actually play the game at this point. Yeah. Because like every time the the Pokemon Go company puts something on Twitter, like they're the like the responses are all like just hate. It's nothing but like hate responses. It is baffling to me like how yeah, how much vitriol this game gets despite people seeing seemingly loving playing it. You know, it's it's weird. It's it, kind of I mean, a weird thing. It, it, it get it gets my doughy butt out of the house. Yeah, yeah same here. I think it's yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, it's fun. I it's... like it for what it is. Yes. Yeah. I mean, every time I go out, I walk four four and a half miles. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's not like they're becoming stagnant. They're constantly adding things. Oh, it's, they're, it's they're, such a better game. They are. Oh, yeah. They are adding stuff way faster than they used to. Oh yeah. It's like if you were to look at the game when it first released compared to now, it is almost a completely different game. Like, they've pretty much rebuilt the whole thing. I mean, it's wild. Trading, fighting, Team Rocket stuff, all the new Pokemon. Yeah, everything. Okay, so hey, yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about, yeah, what's this uh, Analog Pocket thing? The company Analog, who make a lot of high-end recreations of, like, classic game consoles. There's there's an Analog NT that plays uh, NES games. Yeah. And it it uh, plays them at like 1080p, looks real nice, plays the original cartridges without any sort of emulation. Yes, that's really cool. Uh, they're they're going to make a Game Boy one mm-hmm. that plays uh, Game, Boy, uh, Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance. Out of the box. Yeah. A little, little backlit handheld looks super cool. Oh, it is super cool. It's it, super sleek. It looks like it kind of reminds me of the, uh, uh, the Slim Game Boys they came out with. Yeah. It like right like, after the Game Boy Color. It yeah. looks like a Game Boy for adults. It it really does. It's a game man. Yeah. Uh, game dad. <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah, not only does it is it gonna play the Game Boy games out of the box, um, for an additional cost, you can get an adapter that can play Game Gear games, Neo Geo, Pocket. I mean, good luck finding them, but Well, yeah. And uh what's the other one? Atari the, uh, Lynx. the Atari Lynx, which is really cool that it's gonna be able to play like all these different systems you know, worth of games on one handheld. The thing also has a um, rechargeable battery. But let's be honest, handheld games that weren't on the Game Boy are trash. They weren't. They're gr- mostly trash. They weren't great, but you, <laughs> but you can play I, like your, I your Sonic. I like the Game Gear. 
You can play those weird Sonic Game Gear games. It that... would it would be nice to play a Game Gear game where you don't constantly have to worry about the battery. Yeah, where the battery lasts more than an hour. Yeah. And you could probably see it a lot better because the screen won't be constantly blurring. Yes, yes. <laughs> but no, this this uh, console has stereo sound. It has uh, USB charging. You can map the buttons to whatever you'd like, which is really cool. Backlit. Uh, it's backlit. It's uh, got four buttons, which yeah. is two more than any Game Boy ever had. Yeah. It also <laughs> has a uh, built-in like uh, digital music studio kind yeah, of thing that's packed in. Yeah, thing. Uh, yeah. And that's really cool. Um, it is $200, which is a little steep, but this is also like a premium kind of product thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it does look like a really nice piece of electronics. This, it, is, this is a Fancy Boys uh, Yeah. It's a Fancy Boy yeah. game. And, you know, I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. I probably will never own one because, I mean, when, I, when am I going to play handheld games, honestly? Whatever. But then they also said, oh, and one more thing. There's all they're also making a TV dock so you can play all of your handheld games on your TV in upscaled 1080p with a Bluetooth with controller. A blue, with a Bluetooth controller. And like all a, of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh, no. Like like, like, like the Game Boy <laughs> player. Yeah. Yeah. Your adult Game Boy is now a switch. Yeah. <laughs> like it's going to I'm having a hard time. In my brain, not trying to justify the cost, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I'll find a way, but like it's uh, from what it's, I've heard, it's pretty. It's pretty nice. Yeah, from what I've heard, analog makes really, really good stuff. So well, for the probably, price, they better. Yeah, it'll probably be worth the price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great. There's like eight Nintendo games out there that I want to play that were good on the Game Boy. <laughs> now you see, the thing is, what if it also played Virtual Boy games? You know, I was thinking about that too. If it somehow converted the the cart to like, even if it just flattened it, flattened the image mm, or whatever. It, the only way they could do it would be through emulation, which oh, is not what that's not what they does. do. That's true. Yeah, because the, the the inner workings of the Virtual Boy are a bunch of spinning mirrors and light emitting diodes. Yeah, like, that's a good point. I, I don't think they would go for it. Yeah, yeah. True. The only Nintendo system I have never played. Really? Yep. I got one. You have to bring it over sometime. Yeah, yeah. try it. See if it works with my yeah, one we all, eye. We can all burn out our retinas. Oh, it, it won't. It doesn't work with my one eye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, we have a couple of quick hits here um, before we get out of here. Let's see. Um, so Zoe Kravitz, the actress and daughter of singer Lenny Kravitz, has been cast in the new Batman movie as Catwoman. Sure. Cool. Great. Why not? Okay, cool. I mean, this is her step back into superhero films because she was in X-Men First Class as the uh, lady with the bug wings that spit acid. She didn't have a lot to do in that movie, but she was there. Nope. She was there for like maybe two scenes and then like an emotional thing and then done. And then done. (laughs) She switched sides. She did. Now she's on DC. Yeah. Because Marvel made her be a bug lady. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean. most more folks know her from the uh, uh, Fantastic Beast movies. She was. um, Yeah. Whatever. Lestrange. Lestrange. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Also, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so burnt out on Harry Potter. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, J- I mean, <laughs> getting to that point. Yeah. yeah. J.K. Simmons, you know, was in Marvel. Then he went to DC for one film. And, and- he wrote all those Harry Potter books, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what? Yeah, that's it. Sure. Yeah. I need moving pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, okay. So other quick hits. There was a trailer for the movie Onward that gives a little more idea of what the plot is going to be. Yeah, Pixar's new flick. Pic- not what I expected. Yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, definitely not. It's, it's 
fantasy road movie weekend at Bernie's? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> is. Like, I, I like the fact that it's like it has all the elements of like a standard like Western style fantasy set with a modern tone. Yeah, I like the idea of it being what would happen in a fantasy setting once it gets to like the modern age. Yeah, the technological Cause jump. Because that's all it is. I mean, all all the main characters are elves. Like elves and all kinds of weird stuff. And like, there's all sorts of stuff there. Yeah, there, I think there's a chimera at one point. Yep, that's, but, the, that's the guy in the bar. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's a world where like magic is kind of a thing, but not really. And they're trying to bring back their dad to life for one day. And they kind of succeed. Yeah, they bring half of him back. They bring they they bring half. And the whole movie is that these two brothers played by Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. I mean, the, some of the best parts of the MCU. <laughs> yeah. yeah Spider-Man and Star-Lord. Star, yeah, Spider-Man and Star-Lord going cross-country in an in a, uh, um, awesome 80s metal van. With a wizard painted <laughs> with, on the side. With a wizard painted on the side trying to find magic to bring their dad all the way back. It's, it's Tom Holland and Chris Pratt as Jack Black's character in the film Orange County. <laughs> and also Jack Black's character from Brutal Legend. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it looks great. I'm excited for this movie. I was excited at the like the first teaser trailer. I'm doubly excited. <laughs> yeah, even now. if the plot of the movie is kind of in like not as interesting as I was hoping, the setting itself I, I mean, just am excited to see what pi- they do in the universe. It's an original Pixar film. Yeah. yeah. When is an original Pixar film fallen flat? I just realized yeah, true. I referred to the referred to Orange County as a film and that might have been being too generous. <laughs> <laughs> I have like zero memories of that movie. Kid wants to get into Stanford. Oh yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh Tom Hanks's kid, right? That was Colin Hanks so, yeah. was, was the main Hanks. character. Oh yeah, he was, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, um, it was. It was most of the time when okay. I think of when I think of like Jack Black, like in a school setting. I just think of School, school of Rock. Rock. It yeah. has a it has that Crazy Town song that's terrible. Oh yes, Butterfly. <laughs> yeah, Butterfly. Butterfly. Yeah, My Sugar Baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, don't sing more. This is a family show. <laughs> yeah, this is a famous show. So, <laughs> so okay, Kevin Feige, the guy who has been kind of helming. Uh, the ship that is the Marvel Studios movies has been promoted within Disney Marvel conglomerate super company to the head of all of Marvel. That includes television and the shows that are going to be on their apps and also the comics. And at the outset, that sounds like a great thing because the movies are good, but I am concerned by this, <laughs> honestly. Some, some thoughts. And this, I'm going to be in the minority because most folks don't read comics these days Comics is a dying art, and I understand that that is a thing. However, I have been happy with the Marvel movies and their storylines being separate from the comics, and that they kind of the comics get readers into the movies, and the movies get readers into the comics, fans into the comics. But the there's a parallel, yeah. there's they a have, line between the two, and never the sim- twain shall meet. A symbiotic relationship yes. that doesn't cross the that line <laughs> they don't cross the streams and i am kind of concerned that with kevin feige taking over the comics side of marvel as well we're going to see more and more of the comics being retooled and rebuilt to service the movies i mean it's kind of been going that way since the mcu started tiny bits here and there but nothing too overt like if all of a sudden iron man starts looking like uh robert downey jr's they're not going to pay the, those like likeness rights. 
Marvel Disney has more money than sense. than sense. <laughs> it's true. So they pretty much almost own everything now. At this if point. if they get it to where like I know that they've released like special comic one shots that like hey if you like this movie here is an extended ver- part of this movie but like so multiverse yes Com- it's a it's a it's a thing where like it's the, a very it's a very uh standard thing it's in a the kind comics. of yeah at this point yeah so the comics universe is like over here and the movie universe is over there and they're close they're similar but they're not the same thing i'm worried that now they're going to become slowly become merged yeah. into the same kind of entity and it's going to be a detriment to the comics Every, end of things everything's gonna taste the same yes yeah boy you it's know british cooking i mean it's cool i mean i i like grilled chicken it's delicious. I don't think I want that for every meal forever. And that is kind of what like, okay, so like the comics are a good cheese, a real good cheeseburger. Not like, not like a McDonald's one. I'm talking about like, you know, you go out to steak and shake or whatever. You get a good, you get a good cheeseburger. You spend a couple bucks and like, yeah. And the movies are like, you know, a real nice chicken sandwich, you know, that's cool. But this would be like if Wendy's decided, okay, all of our burgers are going to taste like chicken. Now I hope you <laughs> like chicken. We only serve Dave's double now. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much all the Wendy's bur. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Wendy's to death, but I mean they all virtually are the same burger, just with slight changes. Yeah, well, there's only so much you can do with the concept of cheeseburger. <laughs> that's that's very. I true. mean, if you think about it, all food you can only do so much with it. How are we talking about? Are we are we all hungry? Yeah. No. <laughs> I've been starving for a while. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. You said no, you no said worries. Wendy's and then yeah. like my and then like my lizard brain kicked in. Oh, you know what's really good at Wendy's? The five dollar bag. Have you ever gotten that? No, I've gotten the it's, four for four. Okay, so what it is, it's um four piece chicken nuggets, small hey, nerd fry, overload and a brought to you by Wendy's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's no, not. no, it's definitely not. No, no, no. But seriously, like double cheese d- double bacon cheeseburger, um, small chicken nuggets, small fry, and a drink for five bucks. Like it is the best thing on the menu. Hmm. That sounds that sounds awful. I like the four for four. I yeah, like a little the, bit. I like the spicy nugs. Those spicy nugs are delicious. I don't like Wendy's nuggets. I've tried. Really? I've tried. I just I don't. I think it's the breading. I just don't care for it. Oh, okay. I see. So anyway, uh, Marvel. Everything's gonna be the same. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. I could be wrong. Disney has been really smart with their properties and their acquisitions thus far, so I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, did you? Speaking of that, did you yes. see? Uh, did you see the Deadpool news? No, no. Nah. Deadpool three. They're going to start working on it soon, and it is going to be rated R. Good. It would be a mistake for Disney to mess that one up. They can always re-release it in PG thirteen later and make even more money. Exactly, like, like they did, like they did with the yeah. added scenes from uh, the the that Christmas one they did. Yeah, uh, I I kind of hope that this means that Disney will kind of renew. I know it would have to be under a different name because the name is super super tainted. But there for a while wasn't Miramax. Was it Miramax or Amblin? Was like the it was Miramax. Miramax was like the. Disney, but we're going to do, but we're going to say a swear kind of, you know, sideline of yeah. their movies. They would have to change the name because of the Harvey Weinstein thing, uh, certainly. Mm. But it would be nice to see Disney do an offshoot of, of like their studio, studio kind of so thing. that they can start producing more adult content. They'll call it Disney Nights. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It'd be all neon and everything. Yeah. Be super rad. Actually, I'd be Disney into that. After Dark. Disney After Dark. Yeah. <laughs> Disney After Dark colon nights. <laughs> Disney After Dark colon nights. This one we cuss. Yeah. 
<laughs> Disney Swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, speaking of Disney, the Disney Plus app has been like popping. Well, not the app's not out yet, but their Twitter account has it been. It comes this, out very soon. Uh, announcing like a million different movies. Like, and they're doing some deep dives. Yeah, not good movies. Like, not even well, good ones oh, necessarily. It's just like everything. They're just throwing yeah. it all in there. Hey, they're just putting everything out there. Well, almost everything out there. <laughs> we're, we're, we're opening the vault and we're just pouring it in there. Everything's there that's not racist. <laughs> Everything there's that's not Song of the South. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, weird live action movies from the 70s. Yeah, like the 70s, their 80s output, like a lot yeah. of time, like the old Dis- uh, Walt Disney mate, like movie, like movie of the week stuff. Uh, uh, Sunny, the way out, seal, Herbie, the love bug, Mister uh, Boogity, Mister B- the 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 famous Mister Boogity. Everybody knows Mister. Everybody knows that famous movie, <laughs> newest addition to the to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> Mister Boogity. Uh, the the Witch Mountain movies. Oh yeah, the Witch Mountain movies. Those were pretty good. Well, the two of them were, the two and of then them they were. added that one with the rock that I never saw. Yeah, yeah. They always add the one with the rock that's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I still never watched the. I still don't watch the new Jumanji. It's very. It's it's very good. It's it is worth a watch. Man, when, honestly, uh, when they uh, released that trailer for the Jungle Cruise movie, mm-hmm. I just immediately got mad about it. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's just I'm just like we don't need this. Well, it's Jumaji. It's the same well, thing. Well, what I think they're trying to do is they're trying to capture that lightning in a bottle they had with the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Boy, didn't they try that with Haunted Mansion <laughs> yeah. though? Yeah, and that do movie we was, know? And that movie was garbage too. Yeah, how did that work out for them? I never Pirates of the Caribbean wasn't good because it was based off a ride. It was good because it was a good movie about pirates. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that that is that is a situation where Disney is kind of taking the wrong concept away from the thing. But now we're in yeah. for the sci-fi thriller Epcot. <laughs> that was what Tomorrowland was. Yeah, that's right. They did make a movie about Tomorrowland with, and it wasn't very good yeah, apparently. With uh, uh, George Clooney, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. You know, George Clooney, you stepped out of his house because you know what? I think I need to pay a bill today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We don't need any more middle of the road movies with a rock in them about a jungle. Like, good God! <laughs> yeah, that was what it made me think about rampage. Um, well, about rampage was cinematic. It was a cinematic delight. <laughs> well, it made he me had think so much of, chemistry uh, with that giant gorilla. Ready Player One. About mm-hmm. how one of the complaints about it is, surely we've created new media between the present day and the 2030, whatever this takes place in. And I'm starting to think that, like, maybe, maybe we, we haven't. Won't. Yeah, yeah, maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. We're definitely headed that direction. Yeah. I mean, hey, well, here's the thing you got to remember. Next month is the month of Blade Runner. That's right. Oh, wow. That is when the Blade Runner happens. November 2019 was Blade Runner. That's right. The original Lost in Space was in 1990. Was supposed to be 1997. 1990, space yeah. 1999. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I think we've let our ancestors down. Yeah, oh yeah, we yeah. failed. Aren't we getting pretty close to the point where Marty McFly? like travel to the future like we are almost past that point i think we are past that we, are we already past, past that one yeah. i think that was like 2005 yeah that's like, here's the thing like we never got that virtual reality jaws or yeah. whatever <laughs> we isn't time weird isn't it weird how things i feel like technologically we have definitely stagnated like this is more of a philosophical kind of thing but like if you look at like past culture and stuff like look at the moon race and all that and all the things that that did we have put a computer in our pocket 
True. Yeah. We've advanced at a very, very high rate, just not in the ways that they think we would yeah i mean to be fair i'm glad we don't have flying cars because people can't even drive the ones we have yeah yeah people can barely drive in two directions adding a third yeah (laughs) that would be a nightmare three dimensionally (laughs) (laughs) some uh some 747 cut you off and didn't use its blinker i mean i i'm glad that we live in the technological age that we do however i do kind of regret not living in the retro futurism that the 1960s wanted us yeah i to wish live in. i wish we lived in the jetsons yes personally yeah instead of this apple nightmare that yeah. we do <laughs> where how come my car doesn't turn into a suitcase i yeah that would be great or you're stuck on a treadmill outside the house walking the dog yeah where's, yeah. where's my snappy robot made yeah stop this crazy thing <laughs> i've seen plenty of movies why we should not have robot servants <laughs> Yeah, that does seem to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that is a that is a major component to this season's common writer. They just made the revelation that all the robots, the reason that the robots are going crazy, are susceptible to the bad guy taking them over and becoming monsters of the week is because there is a bug in their code that is after like six months to a year, they start gaining sentience. And now it's they're going to get into the philosophical, this children's show is going to get into the philosophical uh, concept of what is free will? What is free common, will? Common writer become human. Yeah, it is kind of. It's it's taking bits of uh, uh, it's Blade Runner and bits of Detroit Become Human, and it's now like. To be fair, yeah. if you look at Detroit Become Human, it doesn't do anything revolutionary. It's 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 science fiction trope to the T. Yeah, we don't have well, to, uh, we don't have to have this conversation. Well, that's, again. Dave, that's David Cage. <laughs> yes. Also, by the way, speaking of sci-fi tropes and stuff, I keep seeing trailers for that new tr- that new Terminator movie, and it makes me want to watch it really bad for Linda Hamilton alone. Well, yeah, that one looks pretty great. I still have never seen any Terminator movie. We need to sit down and watch. We need the to watch Terminator, Terminator Two, and then we'll watch this new one, Dark yeah. Fate. Yeah, no one, no one needs Genesis. No one needs Three. No one needs uh, I take Salvation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I rode the Terminator show slash ride at Universal. Oh, well, th- well, then you already know everything. <laughs> Jeez, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, we've gone way over on time, so we got to go ahead and wrap things up. Hey, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV, with your parents' permission, of course. Yeah, because this is a family show. Mm -hmm. We are also on various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. We have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerd overload now. If you like the show and you want to help us out, uh, head over there and check that out. You can actually get the show a couple days early. Thinking about some other tier kind of we're, things, we're, we're we're always coming up with new stuff. We're pretty, cl- we're not that far away from the goal that brings our sister show. No, I haven't. No, se- I haven't seen that to a monthly. Upload. Yeah, and I really want that to happen because I love, love, love doing that show. Yeah. So yeah, we also sell T-shirts. Just go to the Nerd Overload page and click the store link. We have some pretty cool designs. Again, working on some new stuff. Hopefully, we'll get that up before the end of the year. And uh, yeah, I think that pretty well covers it. So again, thank you all for tuning in this week and we will be back next week. Peace out.